Welcome to Conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. Today we have a very special, special, special patriot joining us, Sandy Smith. As we all know, she's a patriot. And there's a lot of patriots that we follow, the ones that we don't keep our eyes off, General Flynn, Lynn Wood, and Wendy Rogers those that are boots on the ground and Sandy Smith has been endorsed by Wendy Rogers. And that's a little eye wink to let us know that we have a real genuine patriot joining us tonight. And I would like to present to you, Sandy Smith running for Congress in North Carolina. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate you for inviting me on to the conservative Patriot, uh, Patriot nation channel. Um, you're absolutely right. In regards to the endorsement of uh, Lieutenant Colonel, Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers. It was a huge honor, and um, we're very, very excited for 2022. Give you a little background on myself. I'm not a career politician. I am a business executive and owner. Uh, my husband and I run our own companies, as well as we are a uh, real estate investor and a farmer. We have um, 137 acres that we have row crops on, and then we have a small 10-acre uh, farm that we have a rare species of pigs. Uh, I got into politics um, because I was tired of seeing the do-nothing politicians, and my husband got tired of me screaming at the TV. He said, well, why don't you do something? I said, that's exactly the type of person I am. You know, if you want something done, you got to take action. So I decided to take it on, and um, it's been a, a phenomenal uh, experience. I have done fantastic with fundraising. I've done fantastic with meeting uh, fellow patriots like yourself. In 2020, uh, we were able to swing the uh, district 25 points towards the Republicans. I believe I actually won uh, the first district in 2020. Uh, they stopped counting my district at 945 at night out of 13 congressional districts. I was the only one they did that. They also held me at 78% for over nine days. Everyone else is pretty much 98, 99% uh, uh, you know, uh, reported in. Uh, when I've talked to legislators in regards to why that happened, the only answer I get from them is they don't know why, but it shouldn't have happened. And to me, you're absolutely right. If you don't know why, and you're absolutely right, it should not have happened, then we need to do a full forensic audit of North Carolina. Because I know I am not the only person that was affected by the this counting, uh, stop freezing of the count, if you will. If anyone believes that President Trump only won North Carolina by 78,000 votes, they need to, you know, I'll just say it. They need to have their head examined because, you know what, I was at those rallies and I had talked to folks all over this country, but especially here in North Carolina. And we were very excited for President Trump and we believe he won in a landslide, not 78,000 votes. So I am pushing to audit the vote here in North Carolina. I've launched a petition um, along with like Wendy Rogers. We have over 50,000 signatures on our uh petition right now, you can go to my face, uh, Facebook page, Sandy Smith NC, and, and click on the link to sign the petition, or you can go straight to my website, which is www.sandysmithnc.com. So 2022 is going to be a very exciting year. Um, we do have some redistricting going on. They have um, not released any of the maps per se in any official capacity. But we are very hopeful. We know we get an additional congressional seat here in North Carolina. And because we did so well in the first district by swinging it at 25 points, that's the first time it's been done in 137 years. 
Uh, we believe that this district is gonna be more red and we are actually going to flip this seat and take the gavel out of Nancy Pelosi's hand and, and basically uh, retire her senior deputy whip, who is my opponent. So um, Sandy Smith, I'd love to take your questions. Um, and my favorite thing is to talk to the folks. So I'm, I'm so honored to be here tonight. Absolutely. Um, if anybody has questions for Sandy Smith and like to talk to her, I know Sabrina is in North Carolina and I know Jen H, one of my admins in North Carolina, and they definitely would love to talk to you. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's go, ladies. <laughs> or or Shania uh, Twain says, let's go, girls. <laughs> I know, Sandy, thanks for joining us. And I do. I have like hundreds of questions for you. And I hope maybe you and I could connect offline at some point. Because um, I really don't even know where to start. I would just love to sit and have coffee and just talk politics in general. Since you, I guess I'll just kind of go with this and we should probably, I guess I probably shouldn't be going first, but I will. Um, and then we'll open it up to the others so you guys can raise your hand and then I will unmute you if you have questions. But since you've been in this and you are, you said you ran in 2020? Yes. Okay. So 2020 was really the first year I kind of took serious note of, you know, the election and kind of waking up to everything. Mm -hmm. Where are things? I mean, clearly the foundation of our, our the structure of voting is so broken. Where realistically will this system still be in place for 2022 when we are going to revote again? Or, I mean, are we going to get that audit? You know, in Onslow, I even brought it up at one of our GOP meetings that I kind of rocked the boat going to my first one. I was like, uh, excuse me, excuse me. Are we going to demand a friend's got it? They didn't like me very much. Um, Which is okay. That's great it, if they don't like you. They that didn't even think there the was cheating. And I'm like, it's completely broken and pretty well known that the Democratic ticket was loaded. So what is the status for real? Where are we going to go? I mean, I know that's such a big question, but I'm just going to let you kind of take it and we'll take it from there. Perfect. Okay. So um, you were talking, uh, you mentioned that you spoke to some folks in Onslow County and some other counties and they think it was, you know, uh, you know, the best and most secure election ever. They probably don't know that I received a letter from the a one of my local Pitt County, actually it was Pitt County Board of Elections, who on uh, who forgot to count an entire precinct on election night. I received this letter for them apologizing for their error about four or five days later. Um, you will not believe the location that they forgot to count. It was one of our senior citizens uh, facilities. And you and I both know that is a hotbed for uh, ballot harvesting for Democrats. So um, what I would say, where well, we need to start, we need to be calling our legislators every single day, encouraging them to, to do a full forensic audit. We need to be encouraging them to join Wendy Rogers' letter. We have right now, I think it's five or six legislators, I think it's five so far that have signed. Um, there may have been a couple, um, another one that signed up um, late yesterday, but I don't know for sure. Um, there's absolutely no reason why, if, if they believe that they that they um, we need to audit, they should be signing on to that letter. Um, we do know that the the GOP is definitely hearing us uh, because uh, they're they're changing their messaging. Um, you know, the first six eight months of this of this year, they've been yelling and 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 touting uh, touting how how great we had, what a great year we had in 2020. Which let me say this. 
we had some phenomenal wins in 2020. But we had, you know, they, 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 we had some races that were very, very close. And, um, you know, so a lot of them were just trying to stick their head in the sand and ignore all of us. Well, we have not gone away and we have not shut up and I don't plan on shutting up anytime soon. And so now they're taking notice because they know people want clarity. They want to, um, they want to have confidence in their election and know that their vote counted. Um, I've, we've reached out, we've had a lot of people reach out to us with all kinds of uh, data. All, a lot of it is actually public record, but you have to dig for it. Would you believe we had over 10,000 people here in North Carolina that were born in 1900 that voted in 2020. We had even we had several hundred that were born year who were even older than that. You know, if they were born in 1900, that means they're 120 years old. And you bet, guess what? I bet you they voted Democrat. But the thing is, um, we've heard excuses. Oh, that was a computer glitch. Great, it's a computer. Glitch. We need to we need to audit this to make sure who voted, if their vote actually counted, and make sure they are actually who they are. Um, you know, I'd never knock doors, if you will. I'd helped other campaigns in the past, you know, in, in a very elementary um, way. Um, but when you're going to knock doors and uh, you hear that there's supposed to be 10 Democrats that live this location and it is a uh, trailer that has been abandoned for over 10 years or a house that, that's been condemned, you know, nobody is, is living there. But supposedly they had 10 people show up. I saw fraud happen within in front of my own eyes in 2020. Um, I saw where we had a, um, I saw, a, we I took a, a minority voter who had never voted to register, who never voted, wanted to register during early voting. Uh, we said, great, you need to bring your ID and a utility bill to prove your proof, uh, to show your proof of residency. Um, they got down there. They didn't have to show anything. They assumed he was Democrat. And when he told them he was a Republican, their, their mouth about dropped. So uh, that was one instance. Another one, I had a lady that pulled up for curbside uh, curbside voting. She never they they registered her to vote, and she got to vote. Never showed any documentation. Now I'm standing on the curb because we are passing out cards. So that's the reason why we were there and we could observe it. But um, this is something that happened all over the state. But you asked me what we need to do. We need to make sure our, our legislators are signing on to that Wendy Rogers letter. We need to be pushing a leadership to do a full forensic audit, and um, we need to be writing letters. The reason why I'm asking everyone to sign my petition is so when we hit the 500,000 uh, signers, we are going to print that, and we are going to hand deliver that to the General Assembly, and we're printing every single uh, signature out. So that's pretty dramatic, and it, it speaks volumes because they, they need to hear us. Um, so those are and, and continue to write letters to your legislators. You know, we, we hear that the North Carolina House Freedom Caucus is supposed to be looking into things. But, um, you know, I don't know where they are in that uh, on that. Now, the thing that state legislators um, are saying to us is, oh, leadership says no, they're afraid a veto. Well, my first answer to their question is give us the veto. If, uh, you know, take it to a vote, they say that the governor will veto, give us a veto. I said, I bet you we could probably get some Democrats to turn around and overturn uh, turn a veto. But it gets better. We don't have to actually take it to a vote here in North Carolina because we control 
both the House and Senate here in North Carolina. So what that means is leadership can put together a committee to do a full audit on, on North Carolina. And you know, uh, those millions and millions of dollars that we received for COVID relief? Well, that, that money actually was, uh, some of it was designated for elections. And we did not use all of that money. So we can definitely um, fund that committee, committee so they can actually um, do a full, full forensic audit or full audit, or if they do a full forensic audit, this, they would have to hire an outside company like Cyber Ninjas to do it, and but they would have the funding to authorize that, that to be done. Um, Wendy Rogers has, and, and Arizona legislators have, have reached out to us saying, hey, we'll come out and help, you know, we will give you the roadmap and or a blueprint, I should say, of how we audited North uh, uh, Arizona. So it's not like we have to go and reinvent the wheel or anything like that. I hope that answered your questions a little long, but. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. It's really, you know, it's so big. And and Derek on here is also from North Carolina. We've had some discussions, but, you know, being new to politics, it's very overwhelming. And I've tried to get affiliated with several groups with the GOP and then the women's part of the GOP. And then, oh gosh, I mean, there's so many. I sat in on a congressional or a constitutional group the other night. I'm trying to figure out the pieces of the, of the puzzle and how that works. Mm -hmm. And so when it's so overwhelming, I think to the general population, you know, you get a little paralyzed. And so it feels insurmountable. Um, so a blueprint, I think, for the average person, you know, kind of what you were laying out is really helpful. And like, who are your legislators and what do you call and what do you say? Because, you know, sadly... And I'm, you know, almost high 40s. I don't even know what to say. Like, what do I do when I call? I mean, and where does that go? So I do you appreciate your feedback, you but it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to kind of take in and process. It is. And what I would say, make it uh, simple or what they in business school, kiss. Keep it simple. Or keep it simple, stupid. Meaning, basically, I'm, I, I'm Jen. I live here or I live in this county. You are my legislator. We want a forensic audit because one, two, three, two, three little fat reasons. Um, please respond to me or here's my, you know, my mailing address. I'd love to hear a response to you or set up a meeting. Just make it as simple and plain. You don't have to make a big, huge, you know, production letter, 12 pages or anything. Short, simple to the point. Um, if your legislator doesn't get back to you, that speaks volumes. Um, that one, one of my things that I've told my team, because I hear on the campaign trail a lot, oh, my legislator, especially in the congressional side, who's a Democrat does not respond to them. And I said, well, my answer to that is when, when I'm elected, I, I'm going to have a policy in my office that you will receive a response from my office within 24 hours of submitting your question, your concern doesn't necessarily mean I might get you the answer. But it means I'm going to at least respond to you and acknowledge that you actually sent a letter to my office. And if it's something I can assist you with, I will directly assist you. If it's something where it's not my office doesn't handle it, I'm not going to send you a response going, sorry, my hand, my office doesn't handle I'm going to actually find the office that handles it for you, get their contact information, reach out to that office and connect you to not just kind of throw you to the to the to the wind, if you will. Um, but you just just got to keep we got to keep on our on our legislators they work for us that that's something that we must understand we don't work for them we we work for them when we're campaigning and 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 putting signs out and talking about them 
you did mention some GOP groups. Those are great to get involved with. Um, yes, it, it kind of becomes very overwhelming because there is so many of them. I would say pick, you know, go to the, go join the one or start attending the one that you fit in best with and that you feel that you're going to get the, uh, we'll be able to use your talents and, and, uh, you know, be, be protective, if you will. Thank you. Um, all right, I'm going to go ahead and open the floor up. I'm going to unmute mics. If anybody has a question, if you could go ahead and raise your hand and I will unmute you, that'd be great. And then Derek has a question. I'm going to have him verify just a little bit more and then I'll ask his in a minute. Okay, sure. All right, does anyone have a question? I do. Go ahead, Sabrina. All right, Ms. Smith, I know that they've been doing redistricting over and over and over. I am in Wilmington. Um, I know down here they've redistricted, I don't know how many times, and we're getting ready to do our mayoral vote and whatnot this year. Um, my question is, where is District 1 going to end up encompassing, for one thing? Well, we don't know. There was um, a map that was released that I uh, that was kind of just like a preliminary map uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, it was it looked good for North Car for North Carolina. Looked good for the first district. Um, it you know it very it represented North Carolina as the way it's trending, and that is right. It is it is trending red, even though the Democrats want to tell us it's it's a purple. Blue state. No, it's actually trending red. Some of our heavy, dense urban areas are are definitely blue, but that's that's expected in uh, in those areas. Um, now, in regards to redistricting, the reason why we've had to redistrict, keep getting redistricted, you know, over and over. Tra traditionally, it's every ten years, but the Democrats are so happy because they like to legislate from the from the bench, and they don't. They are the biggest gerrymanders there are if you ever go back and look at any of the maps here in north carolina you would be shocked at some of the maps that they drew but two wrongs don't make a right not saying one was wrong or the other but these maps that the, the one that they uh, showed the other day like like i said uh, about two and a half weeks about two weeks ago look really good and it looked fair and it looked balanced um in regards to um wilmington i think you would still um be um, are you David Rouser's district or are you um, Greg Murphy's? I think it's David Rouser's. David, David Rouser's. I think he's. I think you're going to still stay in David Rouser's district. At least that's what that 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 uh, the map indicated. But we don't know, and we are supposed to probably know by the end of this month. I'm going to guess because um, we have to finish this before we go uh, the end session. So I'm a, I'm expecting the maps to be released um, in the next two weeks or so, and. Um, uh, Eric Holder, the Democrat, um, he's already said that they're going to sue. So I, I presume that um, an hour after the um, the maps are drawn or dropped, excuse me, publicly and released as final, uh, they will be dropping lawsuits. Not now, the lawsuits probably will not be heard until after the 2022 election. But they've already told us that they want to do that because they want to turn this into a deep blue North Carolina. And it's not so. No, we just have to, so that's why the legislators are being very careful who are on that committee to make sure they are drawing these these districts fair 
And from what I understand, they are using the, um, the Duke University data, which does not use any um, uh, race or voter affiliation. It's strictly, from what I understand, based on, um, oh, what's it called, um, a demographic, uh, demographics, how many, you know, the population is from what I understand. Now, another question, well, okay. a thing I did after the election in November, my sister and I, you know, every deceased member of our family, we went into the North Carolina Voter Registry to check to see if they voted. Okay. Um, so that was one thing we did as a family. And I would advise any family to do that in any state, um, make sure their family member didn't vote if they're dead. But what I was going to ask too, with the way things ended up happening, um, is there anything in the federal Congress that can be done um, that perhaps you, you know, the Republicans that do get voted in to help with the audits or to help proceed? Because I know Cooper didn't win. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, but he did not win. <laughs> well, I will say this: um, the, the thing, the thing with elections. Um, elections are a state issue, and I hate when people say that word, but um, currently it's up to the state on how they conduct their elections, how they, you know, how, you know, what systems they use, all that good stuff. However, right now the Democrats are trying to federalize them, and that's why we are trying to stop, um, I think it's SR1, which would federalize all elections and make it where a Republican would probably never get elected ever. Um, they would take your tax dollars um, and fund their campaigns. And basically they would fund uh, election campaigns. And um, there's just, there's just a lot of bad stuff in there. They would get rid of voter ID. So, but you made a great point in regards to the voter roll. Um, here in North Carolina, um, I think it, uh, who is it? Judicial Watch has been suing the Bo State Board of Elections since 2012 to clean our voter rolls. Now they've done a little bit, and so I don't know if they're really cleaning or if they're getting rid of the, the extras they, they didn't, that they didn't need in um, 2020. But um, for example, when we have folks show up to do their civic duty to serve on a jury and they state that they are not a citizen and cannot serve, um, the governor and the state board of election are not allowing us to remove them from the voter rolls. This is a person who has come to the court and claimed that they are not a US citizen. And they are not allowing us to remove them from the voter rolls. So you were asking also earlier about what we can do for our legislature that on the legislative side, on the we gotta push our state legislators to push clean election integrity uh, laws, uh, legislation, I should say. Um, right now, some of the things that we've been pushing are, you know, they're kind of vague or not really much of nothing. And I, I want some real meat and potatoes. I want clear legislation that states that we have to, we need to, to purge and clean our voter rolls. Um, we need, we need to change the way absentee ballots are processed and requested. We need to, we need to change who can request an absentee ballot. Um, you know, that was the whole thing, how the Democrats played a big, a big part of this uh, shenanigans in 2020 is through the absentee ballots. And, um, I mean, those are just some of the things that 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 we need to do on the federal. You know, the federal. We just need to make sure that we keep uh, the Democrats from passing that SR one. That's the big thing that we need to do. 
if you know that a person is running their true address is another state but they use their parents address to run in North Carolina who would you report that to um well it depends on what the is it a state or a federal race state uh, well I first would I would definitely be talking to your state board of elections and then I would be talking to the um, the legislature the, the you know leadership and that your and your local GOP because the last thing you want to do is have a candidate that that wins the nomination to be the official nominee for the general election and discover that they don't live in the area they claim to be and be disqualified and then a Democrat wins. So we need to make sure, you know, they live where they say they live. Um, I will say a congressional race, you and that's federal, that's like uh, Congress or Senate, you actually technically don't have to live in your district. You have to live in the state, but you don't have to live in the district. Uh, from what I understand, um, 25% of sitting congressmen and women do not live in the in the district that they actually preside over. Thank you. You're welcome. It's great taking your question. Nice talking to you, Sabrina. Thank you, Sabrina. Sorry, Jim. Oh, go ahead. Just telling her it's great talking to her as well. Aw. All right, does anybody else have a question? Several of you have mics muted. You will have to raise your hand by pressing the button right in the middle. It's like one sure. of those Bueller, Bueller. Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> I'm sure everybody has questions on what they can do in their state. Um, well, and go, go you, ahead. <laughs> I like to tell you, Sandy, is uh, we have. Um, Cheryl Erickson that has joined us, she's running for governor in Illinois, which that is another state that we definitely need cleaned up. Um, she's joined us on this call tonight. And what was her name? I didn't catch that. Um, Cheryl Erickson. Hey, Cheryl. Thank you for doing what you're doing. I don't know. They, they uh, I think it was on Twitter. I saw an Illinois map. I'm telling you, that's some of those that look very, not very good. And we need you in Illinois. We need to clean up Illinois. Illinois is a beautiful state and has so much potential. And, you know, what the folks in Chicago and Eric Holder have been doing to that state is sickening. And thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Sandy. I, I really appreciate that. I know, I know that um, you're, you're right. Illinois has the potential to be the great state that it used to be. But right now with what's going on with, with Chicago and, and with, with the policies and the laws and everything that the mandates that, that Pritzker is doing, it, it's just, it's tearing this state up and it's on the brink of collapse right now. And this is, my daughter was born and raised here and she moved off because she said she couldn't stay here anymore. She felt like she was sinking and that just kind of, you know, I'm like you, I, I would sit and listen to the politics and, and, and whatnot and my husband you know i'd get upset about it. he's like well why don't you do something about it you know so uh when my daughter said mom i can't i can't stay here anymore i i have to go where the jobs are and it's definitely not in illinois so that's when i decided yeah i'm gonna step up and i'm 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 not a politician i've never run you know never held any kind of office like this whatever but i'm i'm a patriot and i believe in in what's right and what's going on right now is not right so Thank you for, for everything that you're doing. And 
I, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you and God bless you and, and we're behind you. Thank you so much. You know, one of my uh, big peeves is is learning all these dead voters. And I mean, they, they use that in every state. Mm -hmm. The thing is, it, it had to take a human to go pick up the files of these dead people and they had to humanly physically vote for these dead people and and here in my state um when we had our election fraud hearing i've learned of people that had alzheimer's somehow they voted so someone in that nursing home cast that person took advantage of a of an ill person and voted for that person you know, this, this is stuff to where, like, for, you know, and, and I'm not calling no one out, but people that aren't raising their hand to ask a question, don't feel intimidated because um, Sandy Smith is running for Congress. She's human like us, and she's a patriot. Because we all have questions. We all have frustrations, you know. And if we can't have open dialogue conversations, we're not going to fix this problem. And, and we all can see it. I mean, the best thing that they've done, that God has done, this is God's doing. He woke us up because these are things that we've never questioned. I mean, we lived our life from going wa watching sports, baseball, basketball, state fairs, festivals, cookouts. We were distracted. I mean, some people probably play poker or whatnot. You're not thinking about laws that are being passed. I mean, mm -hmm. I just seen a law that was passed by 20 something states that people that are vaccinated can be liquefied gosh and, and 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 it's like if i didn't have telegram i wouldn't have known about it and when when i see that i'm like holy crap this is stuff i never even paid attention to well but, then there's also in pennsylvania a state legislator has just introduced a bill for um uh gosh I, I, uh, i've forgot the name Sterilizing or Steris, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. If you're e either after your third child or uh, over your uh, over forty years of age, I cannot believe this is this is being even talked about in our country. This is not the America that you and I grew up with, and it's definitely not the Amer America that I want to leave to my children or grandchildren. And that is why it is so important that we step up. I mean, I, I posted on on Twitter um, yesterday. It was a, I took a snapshot of the grocery store because aisle after aisle after aisle is empty. And um, that's because we have the Biden regime that has incentivized folks to not come to work. So we have people that are, we don't have enough people to run some of these um, ports because um, they, they get paid more to stay at home but on unemployment. Uh, they are forcing these mask and vaccine mandates on the employees. So the employees are like, we're not doing that anymore. Then we have China that controls uh, over 50% of these, these um, ports with investments. And we have all these ships sitting off the, co uh, the coast here can't come in. And in the meantime, you and I are in the grocery store trying to figure out how we're going to feed our families. You know, we thought it was, we kind of thought it was funny in a sense last year when people were doing the, the toilet paper, fighting over toilet paper kind of thing. And we thought it was just a temporary thing. This has now become the Biden's new normal. Um, you know, they shut down our, our, our Keystone pipeline and now our gas has gone up over, I think it's a dollar fifty more than it was a, a year ago. And, there, and now we are not energy 
independent. We are dependent on oil from foreign countries and, and people that hate us it, rather than coming it coming from our country and incent, and giving jobs to the, these workers in these communities. A lot of folks don't know when when the Biden administration pulled that plug on our pipeline, it basically um, just uh, destroyed small little communities all through the country that are that are working on this pipeline. But what's even more aggravating is they stop they shut down our pipeline, but give Russia theirs over in Europe. How how does that make sense? You know, they always used to say Trump was the was this, this the Russian spy person, everything else. Well, you know, Trump, President Trump did everything that benefited America and put America first. And the Biden regime is focused on destroying America. And that is why it is so imperative for us to fight in 2022. We cannot stay home. We cannot stay quiet. Us patriots have to stand up and speak and, and, and be heard and and not and not give up. That's really, you know, you're so right. I saw Kelly. I unmuted you. Kelly has a question for you, Sandy. Okay. Hi, Kelly. Hello. How are, hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm in Florida. I'm a teacher, but um, I have so many questions. But it's kind of a vague question. But our economy going with the money. Can you hear me? Yes. Our our dollar is devaluing every day. I mean. <laughs> Short story, I work for a corporate company. It's from New Jersey. Um, it's called Catapult. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm saying I worked last year like 30 hours and I was doing fine. I'm working like full time, like eight hours or 10 hours more a week. So, I mean, not to say I can go on everything. I mean, this this can't keep going on. We're paying a Federal Reserve, a private family you know what i mean people don't mm-hmm. even understand the education we're dumbing down i could go on and on and on but what can we do to stop our money's worthless and that's vague but do you have any idea like what can we do oh, gosh uh, get out of china <laughs> exactly yeah i mean that's the simplest thing and i, I would encourage anyone who uh to read the hundred year marathon. And it's in regards of how China, it's basically their plan to take over and become world dominant. And they're trucking right along. Actually, they're ahead of schedule. And um, we've got too many politicians and an entire uh, administration in bed with the Chinese. And, um, you know, we had folks that, you know, we were respected around the world when President Trump was um, in office. Now, we, I'm not talking Twitterverse, which is only 10% of the entire uh, population. And it's basically an echo chamber of, of, of trolls, if you will. And, um, the, you know, we I've traveled all over the, the world and all over this country. And people... They like Trump. They're, some some of them would hear a little bit of the the, the noise from the, the the main fake news media, but overall we were respected. You know, when China says, "Look, we're going to go over in Taiwan and, and into the um, to uh, you know bring some of their battleships over there and do some exercises," and uh, Biden, you know, he wakes up from his nap and says, "What? What? What?" And <laughs> doesn't do anything, and they, they, China does not respect us. Neither does oh, Russia. Yeah, no. Neither does um, North Korea. You know, pre- you got to remember when President Trump was in office, we those those missile testing being shot over, you know, Japan and everything else. Um, those 
stopped. But now they know that they can push the United States around and get do whatever they want and, and get away with it. I mean, we saw that happen in Afghanistan. And I'll tell you, I, I am so absolutely irate at, as, at what happened in Afghanistan. It did not, ha- that did not have to happen that way. Now, I'll say this, we were in Afghanistan way too long. And the, you know, what our mission got kind of, uh, kind of uh, foggy, if you will. But there was no reason to withdraw those folks the way they did and, um, you know, put our military men and women in that position that we lost 13 Americans. That did not have to, have to happen. On top of that, we have hundreds of Americans still stranded in Afghanistan right now. And there is no plans to get them out. And what you'd stop and think about what else? Uh, what else happened? We had the Taliban, who you know, up until August they were our enemy, and now all of a sudden they supposedly are this great new, you know, um, government that we're going to work with. It, it's insane. Uh, you know, people have said, "Oh, well, President Trump negotiated with them." No, he told he let them know how how it was, and you know, he gave them the guidelines and and he said, "Look, you step one." foot over what we've told you to do, we'll, we'll take you out. And we're not messing around. These folks, we've now made them what I think it's the eighth most powerful military in the world, left, left billions of dollars of military equipment over there that we paid for. And, you know, we have all, you know, we had 13 that did not have to die um, in August due, due to the fact that the Biden administration wanted to have a, um, a photo op. But let's talk about all the, the, the thousands of other lives that we lost over the years in Afghanistan. You know, I have men and women that I know personally that fought there. And, you know, to have that and see what happened, it's just, it's disgusting. And it's shameful. Yeah, They're yeah, like, what, we, what did we fight there. for? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh. I was just agreeing. I, I, I agree. I agree. I have people over there. I didn't mean to comment, but it's just, you know, yeah, it's, it's horrible, you know. It is. It's, just, it's so scary. I don't. I don't feel safe. You know, especially when he he got in office. I hate saying that. You know, <laughs> but um, yeah. We just. I think as a whole, we don't feel safe. You know, and Mm-mm. just everything. And our our kids were getting dumbed down, and then these states that mandate it, and I'm supposed to wear a mask and teach. Yet I work at a school nobody else does because I'm in Florida, but the country companies in New Jersey and we're, we're worried about everything I, you know I worry I could get mandated and you know have to get fired and sue a, co- a company you know like mm-hmm. things I never thought of like two years ago you know I, I just like Jen I was kind of like I'm 40 I just turned 40 but I was just kind of walking through life you know um, hey you know you, you know I'm they said they involved and I don't know how to get involved you know like um, I would like to help kids more you know sex trafficking and stuff I try to join a group because that's my heart kids and I'm trying to get involved and they said there's a waiting list you know so I'm trying but I don't know where to go or what to do either you know but thank you for running and um even though I'm not in your state you know it's great to see other patriots uh with the same values I have so thank you one of the things I would say before you go Sandy is uh we can never feel fear. We can never feel we have lost hope. The famous words that I put on my AKA alias Facebook 
the day for my family and friends to see is the famous quote that came from Kennedy. And he says, it's not what America can do for you, but what can you do to save the freedoms of man or humanity? So when you hear that, the most important thing that we can do is stay in prayer. We have to understand that that flag, that beautiful flag that you have, Kelly, on your profile. Thank you. Yes. Fathers that made this country under the values of God. And as long as we keep God strong, like Trump said in his speech when he got inaugurated, as long as we keep the values of our creator, we cannot fear no one. Fear only comes when we allow Satan to control our consciousness. A lot of this stuff is scary because it's abnormal. But maybe this is God saying, you know what? You guys been too damn comfortable. You've been too complacent. Yes. I need to rattle up the bees, the bees highs a little, ne- little bit. You guys need to come together as brothers and sisters. Instead of saying about race, about sex, if that person's gay or straight, that person's black or white. That is called Satan's people that pushes that narrative. I honestly, I don't care if someone's gay or straight. I mean, I've got family members that are. I'm black, Sicilian, and Polish. I'm a mixed mutt. I mean, I can't poker music with my grandmother, and I listen to rhythms and blues with my other grandmother. And the thing is, is we need to start loving each other. We need to start installing that. And as long as we keep love and God in, in our everyday lives and, and and you say you want to get into the fight, you could do the, the, the least just prayer. I mean, prayer and, and just coming yes, out. I do that. Yes. You, and just just aligning with more like minded patriots. And it doesn't matter if a, if a person's a Democrat that voted Democrat their whole life, but they're fed up on how things are being ran. Come over here. We're patriots. Forget Democrat and Republican. We're patriots. And the only yeah, reason that's what I tell people, I always say we're patriots. You know, I don't I don't I'm actually registered independent since I was 18. And that was a different reason because I didn't know. And that was my choice. You know, I didn't want to pick a party and I just kept it that way because now I look at it differently. I say what you say. I'm a patriot. You know, I don't pick a party. And that's what we are. They use the two party system to divide us. But I just just felt by I was being led by God to to say that because I I feel your lost hope. And, And what I do push on this group is 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 we have we cannot forget about god because god helped me create this whole thing that i'm doing right now i mean i was a person that was like my buddy i was managing him he was doing hip-hop so i was you know i would go to the basement while he made music and i said you know what i'm gonna try to be your manager but little did i know god was setting me up for what i'm doing right now he was getting me out of my shell because i'm i'm a i'm an artivert and i'm an introvert it's so weird that's what I am. I'm the same way. I won't get it. Exactly. Because I'm a teacher and I have to talk to people, but then I like my alone time or whatever. And in front of a lot of people, I don't know. I don't usually speak. So so don't lose no hope. There's a lot of patrons here. We got people like Sandy Smith coming up. We're going to have Winds Piper Loomis. She'll be joining us. She's running in South Carolina. 
and she's a patriot and she lets it be known. And we need to just really support people like Sandy, Lynn's Piper Loomis, Jerome Bell, because Sandy Smith, Lynn's Piper Loomis, Jerome Bell, you know how they get corrupted? Because if they're trying to run for a position and they want to make a safe environment for their kids, and we the people are not giving them four or five dollar donations, they have to start accepting them big money donations. So it's important that we do support patriots, but it's important that we recognize who's endorsing these patriots and recognizing if they're rhinos or if they're really genuine, legit, homegrown people that are going to fight for us. But I don't mm-hmm. want to steal your thunder, but I thought it was important just to say that. Well, thank you. Thanks, Mike. You're absolutely right. You know, part of the problem with our country is we've allowed the Democrats to take God out of everything. They've taken it out of our, our schools. They've taught, taken it out of our community um, legislative offices in some states. And I, I truly believe it's God giving us a, welcome, a wake up call that, look, we, we need to make sure we keep and put him first and not allow the left to to um, put him, remove him, if you will. We were our country was found on, founded on Judeo Christian values. And during 2020 pandemic, that was a huge test when they tried to shut the churches down. And here in North Carolina, we actually sued the governor. And he knew he was going to lose, so he actually then decided to open our, our churches. So we need to always remember that that God ha- has a plan for us, every single one of us. And as long as we put him first, uh, we will always um, be on his right side. Absolutely. I, I've got another comment question, if you have a second, Sandy. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. All night. <laughs> oh, you'll be here all night if I really opened up. So let me just kind of tell you, because, you know, Mike said it's a place to kind of fr- vent your frustrations and talk. So let me just kind of give you a little perspective. And I, and I think that you'll, you'll get this right because it's kind of like the elephant in the room is our system is so broken. I mean, like how can anything, here's Derek's question. How can we expect to have any legitimate changes, corrections to our government under the current structure because it appears that every level, right, legislative, executive, judicial is corrupt and against the people. And so on that, I'm going to tell you, like, so as a mother of three, you know, waking up, this great awakening, this is the beautiful part is everything is becoming very clear on how bureaucratic and broken it is. And it's really, it's hard not to get disheartened. I know that God wins, but I'm going to give you like where where I have run this journey is that, you know, we were kind of told don't do anything, trust the plan. And then all of a sudden it's like fight like hell. And so, you know, my job and you had made a comment, you know, people are making more money staying at home. My stepdaughter made more money as a, as a bartender in her twenties that went home in Colorado while I'm busting my ass, you know, making 30 grand a year with a master's degree, working at home with three kids that have done virtual learning. My job went from a great job to like literally killing myself because our our work got really busy to three kids that I had to facilitate. And my stepdaughter made more money than me. So then it's like the kids go back to school and they're wearing these masks, which is, or they didn't going in. So then it's like, go fight your school board. Okay. Well, this, so I I tried, you know, we go to do this. You, You get a little, you get a little ways. Then it's like, you think you catch a breather. And so, 
you know, you go to the school board thing and then all of a sudden my husband works DOD who's fought his entire life in the military. Now he's finding out right for what for corrupt government. And now he's got to get the jab. And so then you're trying to figure out how do you facilitate that? It's spiraling out of control. So then there's that on my plate. And then it's like, I quit my job because I said, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. Like, how do you mm-hmm. do that? So now the money is less. I've got three kids and everybody says, pull your kids. The masks go back into place, right? So I'm just kind of giving the perspective of how overwhelming it is to the people with children and husbands or whatever, or yourself fighting for that in like, which, which rat race do you run today? And that is where it's like literally so broken. That's why I'm like, I don't even know what questions to ask Sandy because until this whole thing is dismantled, it's like a complete shit show, to be honest. I'm just being completely transparent. Mm-hmm. So it's like the layers are just disturbing. You know, I met with a local um, person in our government who said they've tried to sue Cooper a couple of times. Well, our judicial system is corrupt, so you can't get anywhere there. So you're sitting there like, what the hell do I do? Right. So pardon my language, but that is a real life perspective of how do you keep up with the day to day and trust? Like, where are we going? So I know that's not a direct question, but it's really overwhelming. Does that make sense? I just want you to see that. And, and, you know, God bless you for what you're doing. And, and, uh, you know, those with small children and and husbands or or wives that are in the military that are deployed or, you know, not even here stateside. Um, Let's stop and start with the job really quick right now. Um, I just heard some news. uh, The if they are. I think it was the Catholic bishop or whomever of the military has said that they were going to um, accept uh, religious exemptions in regards to the job for the military members. Um, but it was still up to the command whether or not they would accept it. But that is at least a little bit in the right direction. I would try to, I know I've got folks out there. Um, I, I've talked to legislators, I was on the phone one night till 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. Um, I'd spoken to one legislator who I was very disappointed in. I'll just say that. Um, I asked him if he could do anything to stop this mandate, because this is before it was actually, they they got the one to be approved, which it's still, I think it's experimental. Um, That's my personal opinion. But, uh, you know, he, he, he supported it. He thought everybody should get it. And, you know, I, there, I have a lot of questions on why he supports it. Um, I had uh, several other legislators that reached out to me. I spoke, and those are the ones I spoke to late at night. And they had told me that, look, they were looking into um, some, uh, some case uh, standings that they might be able to put into play to stop the, the mandate for the military. Now, I know the military has gone ahead and is forcing um, that job on everybody. And if you don't, they are, I'm hearing things that they're be, people are getting uh, medically re, uh, released or discharged, I should say. Um, I've heard, uh, I've had some folks that um, got actually uh, reprimanded for it. I had um, a half a dozen uh, military members that were training for a special operation training uh, session. And because half of them decided not, they did not get the jab. They did a a spot check for COVID the night before they were supposed to leave and said, oh, you all have COVID. None of them had COVID. They would not allow them to retest, wouldn't allow them to go out in town and test. None of them were sick. Didn't even tell them that they could, they they didn't even have them quarantined. They were just like, nope, can't go to your training now. And of course, a week later, they sent them to something else. 
but it was almost like to penalize him because in, in the military, the more schooling and, and training you get, that's how you get promotion and get, you know, get into special areas and, 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 and uh, 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 what do you call it? Projects and things like that, promotions. Um, in regard, and so, so that's one issue in regards to our schools. And there's, like I said, like you said, it's very overwhelming. And I, every, everybody's family is individual and I, you can't say, okay, this is going to work for everybody. You gotta, we, we've got to stay on top of these school boards. What COVID did is exposed what they are teaching our children and what's happening in, in our, our um, classrooms um, also the mask mandates, I'll tell you, I believe that is child abuse. Anytime you make a child, a uh, mask up and, uh, for over eight hours, um, when there's no, no science to back this up is, is crazy. Um, we're finding it has, you know, nothing to do with health, you know, their health and safety. It's more about conditioning our children and, you know, where they almost start to report on their parents. You know, my mom doesn't wear a mask or my dad doesn't wear a mask. They don't, we don't have to wear masks. So it's, it's, it's making the, the children conditioned to wearing these masks and they're guilt tripping uh, people into getting the vaccine here in North Carolina. We had one school district that was offering a hundred dollars to any student 12 or older that wanted to get the um, vaccine and they did not have to have their parents permission. That's awful. So, um, we have to stay on top of our school districts. I will tell you, we had, I think it was Johnston County here in North Carolina. Their uh, county commissioners passed, uh, led, uh, passed a rule that they would not fund the schools if they were to continue to teach CRT. Now, what the school districts across our state feel that we're stupid and that we believe that CRT is a subject. No, it's not a subject. It is something that's being sprinkled all across um, you know, the curriculum, whether it be in math and in, in social studies, history, um, science, you know, it goes across the board. They're sprinkling this CRT nonsense in there. Um, and you know, my thing is if we are not teaching CRT, which the governor here in North Carolina claims we're not teaching. Why did he feel the need to veto the, the bill that banned critical race theory? Because they know darn well they are already teaching it here in our schools. So as a parent, I would say keep focused on those school districts and, 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 and keep going to those meetings. And they're going to try to silence you as much as they can. I know I went to one here. And if you didn't wear a mask, they were not letting you in the building and you could not speak. And the thing is, they forget that that is a public building that is paid for with ta our tax dollars. So, and by them not allowing folks to go in just because they don't wear a mask. And some of those folks have medical conditions and medical exemptions that are grant that are okay through the governor's mandate. They, they um, said, nope, not in our house, you have to wear a mask. So they feel they're God in their, in their school board uh, meetings. Um, the other thing, you know, we, we need to really push for, you know, the school choice. So, you know, we have moms and dads that have to take their kids out of school and, and homeschool them. Well, they're not getting any, any compensation to help with those with that material or anything. So that's why we need to be pushing for our legislators to give school choice that the money follows the child 
and the child can go wherever the parent wants that child to go uh, to school, whether it be a homeschool, whether it be a public school, whether it be a private school. And the school doesn't, they don't have to attend a school based on their zip code. And, you know, I, I'm running for federal office. And the big thing you hear about is the Department of Education. Well, the Department of Education pays for 10% of our um, uh, uh, budget for education here in North Carolina. And as far as I'm concerned, we need to dismantle the, the Board of Elect, uh, Education. Um, send it back to the states, let them figure it out. But that way they can hear directly from the parents and the school boards and the county commissioners on what they want taught in those schools and how they want it taught. So, but keep faith. You know, I'll tell you, I'm, uh, what, I know I can talk forever. I'm sorry if I talk too much, but I was oh, telling. Yeah. That's I was, what this platform is for. <laughs> I was telling Mike last night, you know, I went to an event. It was on 9-11 and I met this lady. She was a Democrat. And she's a minority voter and she comes up to me and I was the last person at the event. I was getting ready to get in my car and go home. And she, she, she came up and says, I want to, you know, want to know when I was going to be back. And then she starts to talk to me and express, tells me how, you know, what's going on with her family and how that, you know, she is a Democrat, but she traditionally, she votes for, she voted for Reagan and um, she's getting, you know, shunned by her family. Because she said they don't understand, they don't see what Biden's doing and what 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 they're doing to our country and, and to our in dividing families. And I'll tell you, I've never seen someone with, with such hopelessness in their eyes. And you know, I, it, it was a spiritual moment for both of us. It really was. And you know, I had some words with her, and um, you know, I went to give her a hug, and she goes, <gasps> "She's like, I haven't had the shot." And I I take her, I I put my hands on her, I said, "I said, ma'am." That's between you and your doctor. And I'm telling you, that lady grabbed me and gave me the biggest hug she probably has ever given in a long, long time, that's for sure, I'd say. And um, you could just tell that after talking and, and, and being heard and giving her that words of encouragement, she had she's, she got some hope back in her eyes. And she was, you know, she, she was so glad. She was able to, her daughter was in the car and she, she got out to talk to me and she's like, I am so glad that my daughter drove me over here. And, and she, I, I, you know, she's struggling with her, 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 uh, pastors because we have a lot of pastors that are afraid to speak politics from the pulpit, even though that they, they need to, because, um, you know, the Bible tells us to, and, uh, to be, they, a lot of them will use the excuse. Um, they don't want to lose their 501c3. Well, you don't have to tell somebody to vote for this person or that person. You can take the issues and go right down and say, okay, here's the Republican issues. Here's the Democrats inside of those issues. Which one do you align with? And I'll tell you, that's when I talk to a lot of Democrat voters and I start with one issue and it usually is the life issue. It's, it's the most black and white. You either support life 100% or you, or you don't. You're, you're for abortions on demand and killing babies, which the Democrats want. And a lot of them don't understand that the, the two parties have different platforms. And once you expose them to what the left has versus what the right has, they, that, that's a 360 on, or, or a 180 on, into who they decide they want to support. Because they definitely don't want to be killing for uh, or killing babies and, and supporting abortions on demands and being, uh, you know, a, a form of birth control, if you will. 
they they want to protect life and and uh, believe it's a you know a sacred gift of gods. So, you know, I forgot where I saw it, but there's there was a boatload of parents that are suing the school board for two hundred million dollars. Oh yeah, I saw that too. I don't know where it's at though. Yes, and and right before you came on, I had a member on here, and we were talking. He's from Canada. He's he lives in the Dominican Republic, and he's a natural healer. Okay. We were talking about Big Farm and all that's good stuff because we're going to have a doctor coming on on November 5th, uh, Dr. Connor's office. And Sandy Smith, you're more than welcome to join us, which uh, I'll, I'll make it real quick. A customer I delivered to, her daughter had stage four cancer spread throughout her whole body. Oh, wow. And they went and did chemo. And she says, if I would have known what I knew now, we would have never did chemo. And they, they, they found this Christian doctor in Minnesota. And her daughter sleeps with a light frequency device every night, and she is now five years cancer-free. Oh, wow. Praise the Lord. Four cancer spread throughout her whole body. So when she's sleeping at night, that device is killing the cancer throughout her body. And on that device, it has COVID-19. So on that device, that light frequency will kill COVID. Oh, wow. And this is what Big Farm is hiding from us. But anyway, that's why this platform is to expose truth, bring on well health, wellness doctors, and patriots like yourself. And another thing I would like to bring up that he brought up, he says, you know, if I shot you in the chest right now and you didn't die, or if you died, I'll be charged for murder. If you didn't die, I would be charged for attempted murder. Mm -hmm. he, so with us knowing... What's inside these vaccines? Well, you know, uh, experimental shot, the graphene oxide and the little spider that we've all seen that these uh, scientists have shown. And I'm not pushing fear porn. Um, that's <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's attempted murder. And then Trump yeah. put executive order 13818, crimes against humanity and corruption. So hopefully when you get in office, you can dig up that executive order and uh, shut down what they're trying to do because it's just pure evil. It is. It, it, you're 100% pure evil. And, um, you know, I think I was reading yesterday how the, the pharmaceuticals have made, I think, I think they quadrupled their, their, their revenues last year. And the way they have um, set up these um, this vaccine or, or you know this, the the shot is they want you to get boosters after booster after booster and and um, it, it it's sick. There, there's no reason why you know they're out there dogging Joe Rogan in regards to taking uh, ivermectin and his his cocktail for when he had COVID, if you will, and uh, they know darn well it worked. That's why they're suppressing the supply. There's never been a shortage of ivermectin in our country. And now all of a sudden we do. I actually have a doctor and I was talking to a pharmacist and every single one of the Walgreens was just, a, uh, had very, very little, if not, if any at all of the ivermectin. He's like, we've never had this. And they know darn well that it's, it's used for human use. It's also used for farm animals. I, I'm a farmer. I've used it on our farm animals. Um, so, I mean, but it's totally different, uh, in regards to, you know, formulation and everything. Um, but, uh, you, it, it's, it's very scary what our, 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 government is doing in regards to our, our medicines, if you will. 
And I don't like, I, I don't want to get into the, the, the fear porn. Like you were saying, I love that. I think that's great. But um, there is, there's a lot of things out there. Um, we, we are America the last, the last time I checked and, and I'm going to fight to make sure we stay uh, a free America and we need to stand up for, for medical freedom and freedom of choice. We need to stand up and protect our second amendment. I know we didn't talk about that, but we had 35 Republicans vote for red flag bills just a couple a week or two back. That is unacceptable. And uh, we've heard all kinds of excuses on why they voted, whether it was they didn't read the bill or, or uh, they thought the language is going to be changed or something. Not acceptable. The Republicans need to stay firm on our Second Amendment and not waver whatsoever. And, um, you know, they got to understand we don't have control of the House or the Senate. So once it, get, it gets passed onto the committee, uh, it, we, we can't do much of anything. They're just going to clean up a couple little details and they're going to leave the language as it stands. And we need to make sure that we protect that Second Amendment because that is the one that is one thing that's keeping us safe right now is our Second Amendment. We see what's happening in Australia. We've seen this happen all over the world. And we have to make sure we protect our Second Amendment. I agree 100 percent. And, and... So I branched off and I created a conservative Patriot Nation UK, um, which um, beautiful soul named Patrice, she runs that branch just to give the UK Patriots an environment that's that's like minded to this one. And um, Mm -hmm. what I'm hearing from from and and there's people that come on, on. We have members that are from Ireland, the UK, all over the world, Australia, all over the world. And these people are on their knees praying for America. Because where America goes, they go. And We're our, the beacon of the world. Yes. I mean, our Second Amendment is the most important thing on why we're still free. under a little bit of freedom right now. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you 100%. And I don't want to keep you too long. I know you're busy. Um, if anybody has a question for Sandy Smith while we have her on here, and I'm sure we can get her back for a round two. Um, Sandy is awesome. I love her, and I definitely would love to have her back again. Aww. Love but, you, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love my patriot. Um, and I love my country, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't a conservative my whole life. I mean, I grew up in not in the nicest parts of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I moved to Waukesha, Wisconsin when I was 16. And I had a, a white friend, you know, and he would, you know, we'd go hang out and he'd be like, dude, it's the Democrats that blah, blah, blah. My other mixed friend was like, man, you're racist. But we didn't know what the hell we were saying. <laughs> you know, like we were just saying what we've been programmed to say. Mm-hmm. And- I've got kids, I'm married, and I bought a house, and, and I've got cars, and I got really good credit, I realized, like, huh, I was stupid. And I remember, this is about seven years ago, I reached out to my friend, I says, you know, John, I'm sorry for what I said to you. Because what he he was awakened, but we were still sleeping, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I tried to wake up my family members, and I've been told that I'm racist from my um, cousins on my black side. And I told my cousin, I says, listen, I got a, 
a big lips and my dad is black. I'm going to die half black. I'm not racist. And it's just, she wasn't seeing what I was seeing, you know, mm-hmm. because what the left has programmed the victimhood on the consciousness of black America. They say this, this neighborhood is, is segregated or we need to stop spending our money in white neighborhoods. And I, I told my cousin, I says, you know, just think about what you're saying right now. Do you understand that the Chinese and the Arabs own most of the stores in the black neighborhood? So, and, and, and this is not race. I can't be racist. So anybody that wants to label me that, good luck. <laughs> um, and I said, so do you think that they're investing that money back into the neighborhood? I said, what we need to do is press these Democrats that run our school boards, that runs the school system, and tell them we want better schools, better education. Because if an educated person is not going to be a criminal, second mm-hmm. of all, or first of all, second of all, when they go to their career and they come back to the neighborhood, they can build the community up and they can create jobs. That's how we change the neighborhood. We have to buy it back. And a mm-hmm. real don't call the neighborhood segregated because we're in a time right now that Martin Luther King lost his life for us to buy a house in any neighborhood we want to and a realtor is not going to deny you if you have good credit Mm -hmm. so it's like it's it's all about reversing the consciousness that they have programmed people and we just got to get rid of evil i appreciate you being on here um if nobody has a question if you don't press the middle button i won't keep sandy on but i love this productive conversations like this is what makes me, this is what makes my day, this is what helps me get through my days. And especially when we can bring someone like you on that can just be open and genuine with us. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for allowing me and inviting me on. I, 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 it's an absolute privilege. I would love to come back anytime. Um, if you don't follow me on um, uh Telegram, please make sure you do. We're actually starting to gear up and uh, utilize our Telegram more as, as, as we're expanding and growing this page. Um, also, make sure you follow me on the other social media uh, platforms and my uh, website, which is sandysmithnc.com. You mentioned something earlier about, you know, if you can't get out and physically um, help a campaign, but, um, in, but you have a couple dollars, Donate it to the to your to the candidate that you support. Um, they don't necessarily have to be in your state because um, in some states that folks live in, they can't get uh, Republican or, or, or conservative representation. So in order to make sure we get control, um, we you know they'll send do, you know they'll send their dollars to to me. Say they're in California, they don't have a lot. There's not a lot of conservatives representing California. They'll send their dollars to me, so knowing. That when I'm elected, I'm going to bring my true conservative uh, values to D.C. and I can help fight for the things that they that they believe in, because it's what we believe in. We the people, you know, freedom, liberty, God first and foremost, uh, or as I a lot of times I'll sign my, my, my emails for God and country and I'm fighting for our children, our grandchildren. And, you know, the opportunity that everyone can achieve their American dream. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you what your American dream is, is you have to figure that out for yourself, but I want to make sure you have all the tools necessary to either 
you know, go to school, go to training, get a job, whatever it is, so you can be a productive American and make a, a difference in your community and your family. So and thank you. On this call, just remember all the candidates that go to Congress, they represent us. So it doesn't matter if they're in our state or not, they represent us because that yay and that nay is very important. And I'd like to let you know, Sandy and Brandon, this platform is now your guys' platform. Anything you guys need to share, promote, or anything you need to get out, go ahead and drop it on our wall. Um, and I love you guys, and I hope to have you guys back again. We love you guys, too. God bless you all, thank you. and thank you so hey, much. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna, I want to say really quickly, too, before you go, as a fellow sure. North Carolinian, thank you for being so bold and speaking up and continuing to push. I just, again, I can't express that enough because there's not enough of you so thank you both and brandon thank you too brandon's my 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 guy on the on the street if you like you to tease and i mean he's our and my official title is political director and but he's my ground guy he organizes all my volunteers he helps put together these events and and uh, and also keeps track of my calendar <laughs> it gets crazy but he he is a blessing for my campaign and it's an honor to represent fellow patriots like your like all of you here in North Carolina across our country um and you know we just we got to keep fighting and we're not going to give up they want us to give up and we will not we are going to fight because you know what we love this country i love you all thank you so much again for all your support and um you know where to reach me if you want to have any questions. Feel free to send it to me, and I'll try to get you an answer as soon as I can. God bless you all. Most definitely. Thank God you. bless you all. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sandy. Thanks, right, Mike. Have a good night. Bye.